0: Yo yo yo, Ben. You sound down, friend.
1: Dude, uh, just not down. Just uh, is there anything more goddamn
0: frustrating in the world than the fucking mediocrity of Dak Prescott? Ugh, uh, <sighs> God, how quickly the tables have turned on 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 this discussion. We we went out uh, obviously to uh, uh the blue and white scrimmage today. We really hyped it up. We thought it was going to be a spectacle. And, boys Will Be uh, Boys live at the Blue and White scrimmage. Yes. Andy Catelli was there. Ben Walker was there. This is Benjamin Walker. This is Boys Will Be Boys. Um, it was awesome, man. Um, the hype up to it. And uh, we got there early. We got some premium seats. If you saw our content, we were sitting in a, a beautiful spot uh, right above like the 40-yard line. Um, and, yeah, they came out. Practice was getting ready. And... I don't want to sound underwhelming, but it was not uh, it was not the the prettiest of scrimmages of games of of players that yesterday we said we were going to watch. Uh, none of them really flashed at all. I mean, okay, let's let's preface this by saying that both sides, both the defense and the offense, were missing multiple All Pros. Yes, yeah, so let's go through that. The first person, Zach Martin, was obviously out. We knew that. Uh, Amari Cooper by Xavier Suofilo on the first team. Yeah, so Amari Cooper we we told you guys yesterday had the Bruce Heel. They said he uh, he obviously could have gone, but they have an off day tomorrow, so I think they just decided to go ahead and give him an extra day rest. So he'll be off tomorrow too and I imagine you'll see him back practice Tuesday. So no Amari. Uh obviously Zeke's still in Cabo taking tequila shots or whatever Zeke's doing. Probably working out, hopefully. But uh, so, yeah, so you got no Amari, no Zeke, no Zach. That's three pro bowlers slash all pros. Um, and, well, the offense was very it was very visible that those three guys were missing on the offense.
1: I mean, everyone remembers last year's offense um, at the beginning of the year before the addition of Amari Cooper. Well, today they were missing Amari Cooper, but they were all m- also missing Zach Martin, and they were also missing <laughs> Ezekiel yes. Elliott. Yeah. So, What we got to see today was effectively the offense from last year, the beginning of last year, minus Ezekiel Elliott, minus the best right guard in the entire game of football.
0: Right. So the defense, of course, the the usuals are out. Like I said, Tank, Crawford, and Byron still all rehabbing as expected. I don't think anybody else big was out on defense. I think it's with a three. So obviously, I mean, those six guys we named are all six potential pro bowlers or former pro bowlers. Well, outside of Crawford. So five pro bowlers out there, but we still wanted to see, you know, if some young guys would flash, who was going to get first-team reps, and uh, so we'll just go into it, man. They 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 broke, instantly went into 11-on-11s, um, first-team offense versus first-team defense, and the surprising one out there was uh, Javayah Johnson, number 81, running with first-team. Javayah Johnson got a lot of burn today. A lot of targets, A too. ton of burn, a ton of targets,
1: and... It wasn't because they gave him one chance and he balled out super hard so they kept giving him chances. This kid was going to get a ton of reps from the jump. He had out of 20 plays that the first team played. He probably
0: he's probably in for like 15.
1: Probably in for 15 and probably got four or five, five targets. targets? Yeah. In long ones. Like he was getting the big the big wow plays. He got hit in the hands
0: and dropped it. Like, he had two bad drops. And that's really all we can report on him. He got a lot of targets and didn't come down with any con- tightly contested balls and got a lot of – or two bad drops. So a bad showing from him. Interesting that he's running with the first team um, over like guys like Cedric Wilson and people like that. So obviously they've been impressed with him, but not a strong showing today.
1: No, it was not impressed there. Um... I guess the other, the other one that people want to watch for on the receiver core is probably Randall Cobb, a uh, new addition to the team. Um, kind of invisible through most of the first-team reps until the end of the game. He did get uh, a cool play where he took uh, yeah. just like a crossing pattern for a touchdown. Um, probably would have been tackled by the safety if it had been a full-contact I full think, yeah, they blew drill. it
0: dead, and then we'll get to the field goal attempt. But, uh, so the first series begins, and this is kind of a theme for the day. It begins with, I'm pretty sure the first team ran first down and second down, a nothing run from Darius Jackson, who was running the first, and an incompletion, and the second team went out for third down and fourth down and got stuffed. Yeah. And it wasn't like anyone was making big plays or sack or pick, it was just kind of nothingness. Defense was eating all
1: offensive everything alive today. Um if you want to take that as our defense is that good, that's probably the glass half full. That is the, way to look the at it. optimistic way to look at it. On the other hand, it was really tough to watch Dak Prescott attempt to find rhythm today.
0: So, yeah, so they do that, then they go to goal line, which I thought was a weird thing after literally the first series was like I said those four plays, then they went to goal line sessions for four or five plays and yeah, they gave offense no matter what happened, score or no score. Did five plays from the two. And they ran... We scored one touchdown on a pass, two runs from Darius Jackson got in, and then the second team came out, and and Chun got a run, and he scored, so... The offense scored on goal line, but that was about it. That was weird, and then they kind of broke for like... (laughs) Punting drills they did for twenty. Punting
1: drills for like a good twenty minutes.
0: If you were watching that stream, please, someone tell me how long those punting drills felt. Because us in the stands, that literally felt like half
1: of the <laughs> half the those quote unquote scrimmage.
0: Yeah, it felt like we were out there watching. They put on punts. colored
1: vests to denote like gunners and stuff, and then they went out and did punting, punt return drills. It was weird. It really so, was
0: weird, and then then they got back into it. Like I said, some ele- you know they did they did some individual drills that, and then went back to eleven on elevens, and um, uh, we'll kind of get into to some flash. We got a couple videos. Um, it was actually a little chilly out there, so my phone died quickly. So apologies if you were falling for live tweets. Um, but it uh, I didn't get as many as I would have liked. So. Uh, let's see, a couple plays, Andy I'll, I'll just go to anything Anything really flash for you during these, these I mean, plays? we had a Dak had a couple balls that were
1: cool um, The throw to Tavon early in the game In the first, quote-unquote, first half I guess you could call it Before is that the playing drills it Was that Tavon? That is it, Tavon! That is Tavon! The Dak bootlegged out He avoided some rushers And tossed it pretty deep, I would say 30 yards that was the best play
0: tavon on a a nice cross and tavon out. managed to hold on to it which was cool um other than that i'd say that you're it's also weird because then they would bring it back like if
1: they, if the offense got too much ground they would just have them kind of shoot again from the i really same, thought
0: it would be just a straight up scrimmage and it was much more like situational and yeah and most definitely it was not quite what i was expecting um as far as game flow and rhythm and, and what they would do but uh so that was a little bit i don't want to say off-putting but uh didn't really let you get the underwhelmed feeling expectations a, with that
1: i think most people showed up to this thing like with the name like the blue white scrimmage it made it seem like you were watching kind of like a like everyone's college has a spring game yeah. where they kind of keep score and there's two squads maybe it's offense versus defense and it's like if defense gets a stop they get a point if offense scores they get a point or sure. some kind of weird thing like that
0: there's some sort of scoreboard, you would think there was no scoring and, at least if they did. It wasn't put anywhere yeah. that you could tell. What was and like on. we said,
1: they would just like break for drills, like normal practice drills that we'd watch this weekend. Um, but there were some, there were some highlights. The, the throw to Tavon was good. Dak found Gallup late in the game a couple times for two first downs. After
0: he was invisible for about an hour and a half, he
1: didn't really look at him at all for the first hour, no. and then uh, finally threw to Gallup on the last, kind of the last possession. He converted twice on two good throws to Gallup um found Cobb for a touchdown um you know but one of the most anticipated things I think was everyone wanted to see what Tony Pollard looked like um the running backs met with mixed reviews I think um Darius Jackson got stuffed they a all lot. had a play or two you know Weber um, had Weber had his moments Weber um, had
0: a nice run at one point Pollard I would say we were about to walk away thinking Andy that we didn't even see him at yeah. all this weekend and it was kind of hard because they don't have the names on the back of their practice jerseys, and he had his jersey rolled up. And three six looks a lot like two six, and then Chun mm-hmm. wears four six, so it was a little bit. We could sometimes you couldn't tell who was in. So we actually thought it was a Darius Jackson TD run. Turns out, if you look at it, it was a the the one nice TD run that we did see from the first team was a, a Tony Pollard about. 15 20 yarder
1: yeah and he makes a really really nice cut to slip by a would-be tackler finds the end zone that was sick honestly. he's got nasty agility the kid definitely has great top end speed so that's your that's probably the highlight of the running
0: back core this weekend for us probably is well that i thought chun looked good again today i know he's not gonna make the team i would be very hard-pressed to imagine he'd make it over weber um yeah. or darius jackson but I liked him today, man. I really did. And the, he's running with the second, third team. But he had he had some plays. He finished some runs too. Yeah,
1: most definitely. So um, the other one that was kind of sad was we've seen a lot of Reggie Davis this weekend. Been using in punt return duty, kind of as the second Tavon. Like whenever they need Tavon out of a out of a drill, they put Reggie Davis in. Reggie Davis caught like a very long pass today and kind of bobbled the catch, but brought it in. And then got the wood laid to him, to him by a linebacker and put it by on the ground. By my boy Michael
0: Jackson actually in the corner. Knocked put it, it, put free. it. Put him
1: down, um, and the that ball cool. came out. So that was kind of the end of that. Um, other than that, I mean, I guess highlights from defense. You got a lot of good stuffs. They did great with their run stuffing. We saw Tristan Hill get penetration several times when he mm-hmm. was out there with the second unit. Yeah,
0: they weren't really getting sacks because no one wanted to hit a quarterback. So they'd get kind of close and let up, which... I mean, it makes sense. If you if you guys were watching out there, and you think anything different, you can let us know. But it looked like any time any defender actually got really close for a potential sack, they kind of slow up, and then they they finish the play. And then Xavier Woods got
1: an interception in the end zone. From what you told me, I was yeah. I was over so getting, I was so over getting food. yeah, zone. we're
0: jumping a little bit. So because like I said, the the practice was kind of disoriented. I kind of just wanted to go. The plan was we do what we normally do for game tape where we kind of go drive by drive or at least possession by possession and kind of talk about what happened and this was just like i said a little scatter so kind of our pot is a little scatter of what we yeah. what we observed but um yeah i mean the xavier woods play so they this is when they broke to seven on seven so they had on the left side of the practice field, they were doing O-line, D-line, and that was on the far side from us, so we couldn't really tell. So we got the skill position players, so we saw 7-on-7. Seven seven. And I'll say this, man, on, on all these little red zones, seven 7-on-7s, Dak was – there were no quick throws on that. He was holding the he ball for the ball a long time. long time, then he'd kind of scramble out. And even on the touchdowns he had, it was after holding the ball for – I don't know, I mean, if, if you ever played – football with your buddies, and you have like a seven-second sack count. That's kind of what it felt like. Um, but during that stretch, he, he tried to throw one to the end zone and uh, got tipped, and Xavier Woods with the pick. And Xavier Woods ran it back. And second day in a row with an interception. He's Xavier been Woods. playing really good. We also found out his Twitter handle is It's Hollywoods. So That's pretty awesome. It's really awesome. So instead of calling him X, it's officially Hollywoods now. All right. So if you hear, if you hear us call him Hollywoods, that's this is what we're going with. I think it's dope, man. I totally
1: agree. Um, man, I guess the overwhelming sensation today is just,
0: you know, we went out there to watch a thirty <laughs> million dollar quarterback. That's what Dak's gonna be. Yeah. Let's. So let's. We've been jumping. Let's let's go straight on Dak takes because that's everyone wants to hear about QB one, especially no Amari, no Zeke. So what what do you see, man?
1: I think it was put well when you said, you know, this guy's gonna make. As much money as Amari and Zeke combined. Yeah, probably. You know, if Amari gets 18 and Zeke gets 14 or 15. Or 11, I mean, yeah. yeah, Dak's going to get 30-plus. Dak, without those two, looks helpless. He just
0: didn't look like a $30 million quarterback today. Now,
1: I know. There are people screaming in the Twitterverse right now. Dak's never been a practice guy. He looked like trash his first training camp ever, but in the preseason oh, games. Dude, right? it's a scrimmage, When guys. the lights come on. <laughs> it's Deck's day amazing. seven
0: of practice.
1: <laughs> and he looks composed. He doesn't look worried or lost or anything like that. But he doesn't look sharp. No. And I do remember seeing clips. We all remember when Romo was in charge and the dude was surgical. Like, when Romo and Dez went out there, you were going to see some crazy, amazing training camp footage of like Dez one-handing these crazy touchdown passes from Romo. There's nothing like that this year. There's nothing like that. There's no. There's no play that's going to get posted on Twitter that's going to get passed around like a thousand it's like, times. You know, like when you see like Do you remember the okay? For see instance, like Mahomes. How about last year? Remember, remember Rodgers. the Tavon pass last year that everyone looked at from training camp. It was like. A deep pass from Dak down the sidelines, and Tavon caught this. Like it was Tavon's first training camp. He had like a sure, big touchdown pass. There's no clip like that this year, at
0: least so far.
1: We haven't seen any play. That's just is like, that wow. wit in one
0: hander, and that was more wit. Yeah, making a great play. I don't know, man. I'm 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 frankly concerned.
1: Like, is a guy who needs multiple All Pro lineman an All Pro receiver and an All Pro running back, is that an All Pro quarterback?
0: no <laughs> no um your quarterback it is the most important position on the field obviously that goes without saying so of course they're gonna and get i'm not saying
1: Dak sucks i'm saying he's <laughs> the 20th best
0: human being at this task that is insanely hard it may he may be higher than that what i'm we... not saying he's not yeah, but yeah. i'm just saying like what we say i mean honestly like i said he's somewhere between 10 and 16 in my opinion I don't it's fair. I don't think there's any list you can make that but put him today, top 10.
1: Did he look like he was between 10 and Fuck 16? No. No. Fuck
0: no. Yeah. He looked like a backup. You could have told me that. I mean, I didn't see. If, I had,
1: no, if I had never watched the Cowboys and you were like. like if you're yeah, just he's... a guy
0: who went out there to Oxnard and he didn't know anything about the Cowboys and then that's the starting QB, I don't think you did not walk away being like, wow, wow he's, that's that a really guy's good. guy's really good. Yeah. He wasn't bad. He just, he was kind of eh. And,
1: dude, I feel like we're coming across as being just, like, Dak haters. That's not the case. Like I don't think so. I mean, we're
0: just—that was our honest take. I want
1: Dak to be really good. And, I and dude, people in this room right now will attest to the fact that I no one was more supportive of Dak as a rookie than I was. But I keep waiting for him to take that next step where he feels
0: completely in control. He still could this year. We're not, not saying, saying that this is the final version of Dak. We're saying that for today— our final impression is not going to be leaving here being like, wow, we're in great hands right now. It's literally that question that we had of, I understand why the QB needs to get paid, and I understand that, yes, you're going to give him a huge deal knowing that in four or five years as the cap continues to go up, new CBA will come out in two, that um, quarterbacks are going to get paid more and more, and he's eventually going to be like the 10th paid guy, the 15th paid guy. So it's really just... Give him market value and hope that he's good enough to win. And if you believe that, you do. And he probably is. But I'm just saying, for a stretch where he's going to be one of the highest paid players at his position, he does not nearly look like he's in the caliber of the guys who you would name as the best quarterbacks in the league.
1: And I'll say that I love a lot of the things Dak brings to the table. I love the leadership. I love yes, the, intangible the stability. Sprint. The media, when, dude. Dude, when they ask him questions, the way he answers questions is fucking amazing. It's like he's had professional media training, which for all I know he has. The Cowboys are that kind of organization. But man, I'll tell you what my over my my number one feeling after watching today is, is for the love of God, you better pay Amari and Zeke.
0: Yes. You better get them locked in well this is what i was realizing when we walked out i said we understand the dynamics me and you at least understand what positions get paid relatively to their success and quarterbacks up there left tackle who protects the quarterbacks up there defensive end who rushes the quarterback is up there and corner who pays to stop the passing attack of the quarterback is up there they're all connected and um the thing is why paying Zeke to me makes so much sense even now that we're talking about is we know Zeke's gonna be elite. Yeah. Like whatever number he comes in at, whatever you play him, you know what you're getting from a Zeke Gully. Now you might be able to replace Zeke easier than you can replace a Dak. That's a discussion we can have. But at the end of the day, you know you're getting elite talent. I don't think Dak's in a, well, I don't want to go all okay, the way. He doesn't look like an elite talent, right? Let me now. let me try to rephrase what you're saying. If Zeke
1: gets is the highest paid running back. It makes sense. If you're never gonna be like, you're never gonna watch Zeke play and go, well, that's not the the best running back. That guy should that guy shouldn't be getting the most money. That makes no sense. It makes total sense. He's an unbelievably, overwhelmingly dominant player. If you see, if you are watching film with Dak and you're like, that's the highest paid quarterback in the
0: National Football League. You're like, really? Yeah. I mean, he's good. He's fine. But he's not Mahomes. And he probably won't be the highest paid, but he's gonna get. Wentz money, which, what's Wentz right now? I think third in the 32. NFL? behind. I think he's third, maybe fourth. I know it's Matt Ryan and Rodgers are 1-2 right now. Yeah. And he's going to be coming right around there. So will Jared Goff? And like I said, I know in the next two, three and years, I know people love and hate done. to compare Dak to Romo,
1: but I watched Tony Romo get Laurent Robinson, a $40 million contract. I watched Tony Romo make Roy Williams catch 11 touchdowns. I watched Tony Romo make people believe that Sam Hurd, Jesse Hawley, and fucking I mean, name any of these bums that they had at the time. They were like, yeah, this is an NFL wide receiver. For sure. Dude. Terrence Williams, man. Terrence Williams has a whole decade of film thanks to Tony <laughs> Romo being the quarterback. Dak Prescott, I'm not sure he elevates any receiver. I'm not saying he doesn't elevate the team as far as like getting these gritty wins and these crazy clutch plays and getting stuff done in crunch time and being the guy in the locker room and in the huddle and in front of the cameras when it matters. I I understand all that. What I'm saying is, is there any receiver in the league that in at night in the dark when there's no camera around is like, fuck dude, I really, I wish I got to catch balls from Dak Prescott.
0: Not only that, do you think there's defensive coordinators that come in watching the Cowboys that are like, we got Dak on the schedule today? Like, Dak can be good, but he's going to be good based on the play calling around him and the players around him. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I mean, is that Definitely. too harsh well, on one of the One of the things we always bitched about with Scott Linehan was if you
1: can't survive the loss of one of your five all-pros, <laughs> you're not that good at offense. Exactly. And if Dak is a quarterback who's only good when he has the best running back and a top 10 wide receiver— yeah. That doesn't speak very highly of his ability to make something out of nothing. I mean, not trying to say he should be Tom Brady, but we've watched Tom Brady drag a bucket of white guys that are five foot ten to the Super Bowl every year for a decade, and that is a better measure of greatness than, well, if as long as you have Randy Moss and Barry Sanders and an all-pro line and the other guys sure. aren't allowed to, they all have to wear blindfolds, he's the best quarterback. That's a there's a lot of conditions.
0: Well, Z- Dak is very conditionally good. I I I kind of brought this question to you. I'm not sure you liked it, but I'm gonna go ahead and put it on the pod. And it's because I saw this earlier, some article I read, or maybe somewhere on Reddit or Twitter. So I can't give credit. I apologize, but um, someone basically asked, what we're finding out, what we're gonna find out about Dak Prescott is he Russell Wilson in that? Russell Wilson was having the same things said about him after his couple years, even though they were making even though they were making runs? Is he just a game manager? Or is he actually elite? And he answered that question. He is elite. Or is he Alex Smith, who's a good quarterback, is going to get paid by somebody, is going to get paid good money by somebody who makes with talent around him can win a lot of games. But that's basically the question. Is Dak good enough to be great or is he just good or average good you know it's so tough i'm i'm
1: hesitant to paint Dak with a broad brush because i have seen moments where i'm just like god damn no one else but Dak. that moment in in the seattle game where he rushed up the middle and broke two heard what
0: 15 yeah. he and superman's, into, superman's the end zone? into the end zone the moment against new orleans the moment against new york scrambles out of the pocket. Finds Cole Beasley on a hell of a throw. So what you want about Dak and his mechanics, that was on the money to Cole Beasley. The end of the Lions game, where we have to get a completion to over the shoulder to, Gamey, to Zeke. Over
1: the shoulder to Zeke. A little bit of that's on Zeke being a truly <laughs> fucking elite player. There's not a lot of running backs that make. I'd that love catch. to see it more. Damn straight. So, can Dak be great? Yes. Can Dak be great for a whole game,
0: a whole season? Can Dak be great when no one around him is great? That's the tough question. Like Russell Wilson, say what you will. After they paid everyone on that defensive side, no one on that team Dude, was great. Russell
1: will Russell Wilson, who was his best player, team then? kicking and Doug screaming. Doug
0: Baldwin, who I admit Doug Baldwin did come on eventually, but he wasn't great ever. He was pretty damn good for a stretch, but you know, and he did have Marshawn Lynch. So let's be fair, if you want to give the Zeke comparison, but um, I guess that's just what we're trying to figure out with Dak, and we're with you as all the fans and. Um, we still have plenty of time for that question to be answered. It's not like once Remo got paid, where the timer was kind of yeah. when is when is it too late for this team to win? We still have plenty of years. And
1: and a couple things. One, I've I've since I I openly admit I've seen these flashes of greatness. So he could just make the leap. Like I'm sitting here. We're recording this. 20 minutes after getting home from watching a pretty mediocre outing so (laughs) a um, mediocre practice very very fresh if you if i sat down right before we did this opened youtube and just watched every dak prescott touchdown i might be like Dak's pretty fucking good so it's colored by our own experience well it's just (laughs) but be, be that as it may i have concerns and I want Dak to do really well because I love this team. And I really do like Dak a lot. I think Dak is a really great figurehead for this squad. But I do think that they're... You look at... Okay, a perfect example. The Rams. They were a very like complete offensive Juggernaut. S- system. With individual players that were really talented. And maybe they were hiding Jared Goff a little bit. Gurley these weapons, McVay, McVeigh's calling all the plays into the huddle himself. And then, but there came a moment in the Super Bowl where Gurley's, something's wrong with Gurley, we don't know, we still don't really know. They, the Patriots have figured out a little bit how to neutralize McVeigh by waiting for the mics to cut off and then calling in their signals so they can kind of switch up their coverages. And it's on Golf alone to beat
0: this team. And you know he what's can't do so it. So weird about that Super Bowl. Just a real quick note. I don't want to spend too time. Is that he struggled and it basically just came back to Sean McVay got out coach because Sean McVay was getting on the credit. We don't really see that with other like Romo was never like is, to a degree was never like is Jason Garrett just getting out coach. I mean that was talked about was always on Romo. Like golf, you're right, is a little hidden, and I think golf's pretty good, uh, pretty good.
1: But he has but the same D- question. Dak's
0: pretty good. Yeah. That's fair. So what
1: I'm worried about is that even if we get everything working correctly, if the new scheme from Kellen works great and Zeke comes back and is ready to rock and Amari balls out, will there come a moment in the cold of December when something's wrong It's and it's like, it's got to be Dak? Because we've seen
0: that with Brady. We saw that with Tony, man. When Dez breaks his foot, he's out. They have no Demarcus. We saw him march a team 90 yards and win the game. Now... Once again, never in the very rarely in the playoffs. But and we will, and we've seen Dak do amazing drives, two minute drills in the playoffs. And to give him credit, the one thing we didn't say today, he looked mediocre for much of the day. Their two minute drill, the last session the ones went on offense, he did manufacture a drive. He liked two he got- two beautiful passes to Gallup, one awesome one to Randall Collins. I'm almost like, dude, don't ever let Dak
1: <laughs> think. Just Run two go, minute drill just, go. The, just hurry up the entire game. Whenever we go to, to two minute hurry up, he seems to just get into a, a mindless groove. He calls audibles at the line. He makes the but right he and there. picks
0: the right reads. Like he drove so, us into field goal range and spoiler, Maher missed a thirty seven yard. Bro,
1: the kicking shit has got to dude, we watched we watched Brett Maher today knuckleball a twenty five yard field goal attempt that went about what? 15 feet off the ground, max. Was that the final one? The one the that missed? was like... The The, the one we were like, oh, wow, he barely made that. And they're like, no, he didn't make it. Yeah, and we saw like, the guy oh, sitting sick. There. So, <laughs> kicking remains... We just got spoiled as fuck with Dan
0: Bailey, man. We did. So spoiled. And Maher beat him out last year, and he was, he was pretty good. He wasn't great. He was pretty good. What's weird about Maher, and we talked about this today, is that like... If it's a
1: 65-yard field goal, I'm like, I feel so hey, much better. Maher f- might Maher might do this shit, but if it's a 32-yard field goal, you're like, shit. Oh, Maher's got it in him to lose this one.
0: Yeah, exactly. If he's hitting a 40-yarder, I'm nervous, but you're at right, 54. I'm like, he's probably going to smoke
1: this one. So, guys, I guess overall, we come away from today with more questions than answers. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't get to – I think yesterday what we talked about on the podcast was Oh, I'm so excited to see all this fit together Get into the flow of a game situation See how this all works Well, the players weren't all there They didn't really get allow The format of this scrimmage Did not allow for them to get into any kind of groove Or set up any kind of offensive system And quite frankly Dak left us with questions I mean, we saw one drive where For three straight plays in a row Dak dropped back went Went through a progression Got happy feet, looked to the right tried to throw to the tight end out. Tight end or receiver, safe route, and
0: overthrew two of three. Overthrew two of the three. Yeah.
1: And we're not talking about, like, the the tight end's running and Dak just leads him too much. I'm talking about the tight end gets to the sideline, turns around and waits for the ball, and Dak sails it two feet over his hands. Dak clearly still has mechanical work to do. This offense clearly still has work to do. But... From last year to this year, if you told me, like, what do you think the offense is going to look like if they don't have Amari and they don't have Zeke and they're missing Zach Martin,
0: I'd probably say they were going to look like shit. Yeah, especially against this defense, which is pretty good. I do want to – something we didn't – I somewhat alluded to when we were talking about um, the last Super Bowl with the Rams and I wanted to touch on was how McVay was being this glorified genius, basically the OC, and you hoped a great OC – and play caller could elevate your quarterback. And what I wanted to say today is I did not see that. I was really wanting to see some bunch, a lot of movement. And like I said, I know they weren't full stream, so I'm not holding that all the way against Kellen, but there wasn't a lot of wrinkles out there. There wasn't a lot of pre-snap no, it looked, movement. There wasn't, it looked
1: very similar to the offense we know.
0: If wow. I didn't know there was a new coordinator, I don't think I would have walked away being like, wow, they." oh, Scott's got some new play. Like I, I didn't notice that there was anything different with the offense today, also, that concerns know- me.
1: Rico gathers, which I'm just like, how can Fuck you not man. use an elite
0: weapon like that? Yeah, so...
1: For the record, I did see Rico warm up, which I was surprised
0: by. He's all there. But again, I saw every tight end. He did not take any snaps. He was never on the field. If he did, he, yeah, he didn't do anything. So Witten was running with the ones, if that's your question. But Jarwin mainly is the two. If they did two tight ends, it was... Jarwin and Schultz. Yeah. And yeah, and Witten. So there was no... And did no, we see yeah if he see was, what
1: season, I didn't see him specifically, I, yeah. but, um, but yeah, no Rico Gathers sightings. Um, but truth be told, our eyes can deceive us a little bit sometimes. We totally miss Tony
0: Pollard. So, and he did have the touchdown run, which I'm so happy about because I told you yesterday that <laughs> it, was the number one thing I wanted really to see. It really was funny
1: because we got in the, so we, like, we leave camp. It's super crowded. We walk like six blocks to get an Uber. For the record, if you're in Oxnard, California, there's like, four ubers Ubers. (laughs) in in the town so we got to wait like 20 minutes and we get in the car and we're just kind of pissed honestly we're like pretty depressed it was cold it's cold as fuck for our our phones are all dead and we just kind of watched this shitty scrimmage and ben's on twitter and he's like dude what is going on he's reading he's like you it is not possible to overhype Tony
0: Pollard. Yeah, we're Dak, just like, Dak was a, instantly asked, and he goes, "The player he's been most impressed with," and he said Pollard, like this kid's special we were like, or something.
1: Dog, did he touch the ball all weekend? <laughs> I feel like we haven't <laughs> seen him. And then like we we're like, oh, we just misnumbered him. Yeah, because he had his jersey rolled, and you couldn't see three six. Um, the the if you haven't seen the touchdown run, you should jo- go check it out. Ben, do you want to retweet that on our? Yeah, I'll, I'll, re- I'll retweet the video it's of uh, it's a very good run. The
0: best the best angle
1: of it. <laughs> And then we've got a couple cool videos. We've got the uh, we've got uh, the the Randall Cobb touchdown. We've got the Michael Gallup one of the Michael Gallup conversions on the last drive. Um, so we've got a couple of little clips. I of our wish own. we had more,
0: but my phone died literally recording Dak overthrowing people on the side. For Let a while. me
1: tell you, I took fifteen videos. So I don't want to. Post I took those. video. I took full videos of fifteen of like the twenty or twenty five offensive snaps first team took, and. 12 or 13 of them are penalties, <laughs> Trash. running backs getting stuffed in the backfield, and Dak overthrowing receivers. Yeah. Or receivers, to Dak's credit, receivers getting hit in the hands and dropping them. Looking at you, John Veya Johnson.
0: Yeah, we said John Veya had a rough day. So we, we touched on Dak, wore it out, and I said we'll obviously come back to it. Everybody will. But um, some other things I wanted to talk about on the defensive side of, of life Um Cheeto had an okay day, like I said. There weren't he wasn't Gallup wasn't getting open on him all that much, but he had one really ugly penalty on the sideline. Needlessly
1: aggressive on that. It yeah, seemed the ball like he was had, he had perfect coverage. He was in the right position. Do you think Cheeto is traumatized by having so many like perfect balls thrown on him last year, and so even when he's in good position, he's like, I gotta fuck this guy up, make sure he doesn't catch his ball.
0: I wonder, man, because I, I have such high hopes for
1: Cheeto to take a step to. I will say he's in for those who didn't get to watch, he's in very good position. He is an excellent cornerback. Yeah, it's just a needless
0: pull. So that was uh that one. Uh I saw your boy Jalen. He made a on a Jalen and L V E
1: continued to just look dominant. I actually well
0: uh let me let me say this. Jalen had a badass pop uh, yeah. somebody over the middle that everyone kinda went, ooh, in the stands. He gave Darius Jackson a little he didn't finish the tackle because it's training camp and you don't want to kill one of your running backs but he gave a, a nice pop right at the catch and they blew the whistle dead um as the offense was doing their little goal line drills so that was cool to see i really didn't see lve do anything poor or good he just didn't really seem to get tested from our angle you know so but i'm not worried about him so there's nothing really there's to some, report there, there. there was some cool lower tier stuff i mean both the jacksons Michael and Joe, Mike Jackson and Joe Jackson both had some big plays. Yes, we mentioned the Reggie Davis was coming across the middle. Michael Jackson forced the fumble. That was cool. There was a Joe Jackson popped a running back that caught a little screen pass out yeah. to the side. That was a good he play. Got, he got pressure. There was a uh, a really good the fumble. The goat Jeff Heath recovered a fumble. Jeff I don't Heath know if it the whistle was kind of blown. It was kind of one of those weird ones that. But the ball popped out and Jeff Heath. Johnny on this dude is he always in the right place, right time?
1: That might be his like Marvel superpower. Is he's just like really lucky? Like <laughs> he's just like always in the right place. Like he's the kind of guy that's like walking down the street and on the 20th floor of a skyscraper, some some bank robber's about to get caught, and he just tosses the money out the window, and it just falls in Jeff Heath's lap, and he's like, "Huh? Well, I'll donate this to charity immediately." <laughs> like he's a great guy, but man, no one gets better breaks than Jeff Heath. I love him to death. Great guy. Um, Do we love him? For now, okay, yeah, we won't, we won't, won't. Jeff. Yeah, we won't, we won't rag on you. You were fine today. Um, I and for those, you know, everyone wants to talk about the rookies. Um, Tristan Hill had some great plays. Getting he's he's run with the second team, second team, but getting penetration, doing his thing as far as like he's He's definitely as advertised as far as like being a disruptive force in the middle, being a dog that gets after it, high motor every play. I like that. Um, Donovan Wilson. Had a big pop today. on. uh, got popped. He he did get murked on one play. But he's a hard-hitting safety. He's
0: out there laying hits, which is great to see. Um, So the guys are coming along. And like I said, Mike Weber had a – the running back, no one at this point to me has really separated themselves. I know a lot of the people you guys might follow have been hyping up Pollard. Like I said, it was – I'm not saying I was underwhelmed, I just outside of that run, which was badass, in the three days we were here – I didn't see a lot of him. Now, well, obviously, that's going to change. And, I hope, and Pollard,
1: but. I don't think they're even intending to use Pollard as like, well, Zeke's out. Pollard's no. running the ball all game. Like, that's not who no, Pollard is. as we is. said, he's,
0: he's going to hopefully be a better version of Lance Dunbar, and hopefully you have an OC and Kellen Moore that can find want, ways to use a, a guy that. Athletic. little Kamara-esque. little esque Look at, you know, for, look at Tariq Cohen. Yeah. That's what you want. You want what Tariq Cohen does in Chicago is, I think, Somewhere between like who's the guy him who, and Alvin Kamara or
1: Tevin Coleman maybe good comparison
0: yeah Tevin's a little bigger but I get what you mean he you, you want an impactful guy who's gonna play I got it Felix Jones. <laughs> Rookie Felix Jones, (laughs) that's exactly what you want. You want Felix Jones when he's getting nine touches a game, averaging
1: like nine yards a touch. Joseph Randall, before DeMarco Murray left, and Joseph Randall became
0: a fucking lunatic. Yeah, That's also, real quick, I have a problem with those stats, but people will be like, you don't need a running back. Look at running backs that touch the ball after Zeke. And I was like, yeah, but Zeke's touching the ball 25 times a game. These guys come in for, if they have one 40-yard run or 30-yard play, it totally impacts their... Their averages, so that's something I don't always enjoy to read from the analytical world. But so, guys, that is that is gonna kind of do it for training
1: camp this year. Um, we are we head back to Texas tomorrow. Uh, Cowboys' first preseason game is on Thursday in San Francisco, so the team will have tomorrow off, and then they head north for a couple days of practice, followed by San Francisco game on. Thursday night, we're very excited to see that. See who gets some PT. Um, I mean, Ben, I'm still excited for the season. I'm I'm still convinced that this is the team that can do it. Hopefully, everyone's back and ready to rock. Let's fucking get these contracts signed.
0: Yeah. So, quick update on that. Jerry was there along with Mark Wahlberg, which we figured out. I guess they're opening... neither of them
1: had time to talk to us.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Kind of big league, us, I don't know. Didn't even get a response. Mark, War- Mark Warber did ask, "How's your mother?" to me. How's quick. your mother?
1: <laughs> By the way, apparently that the, I was reason, say the reason was he's there, there. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, they're putting in a burgers at the Star in Frisco. So for fans of celebrity-inspired
0: mediocre burgers, I was wondering what the hell that was because he's. I was like, dude, he's a fucking Patriots fan. But okay, so that's why he's there. Jerry was there. Jerry was asked about the contracts, and he said right away, there's no update on any of them. The Steven one was more concerning. And, yeah, let me find that real quick. And then Jerry also said, basically, the contracts are going to get done because it's good for them and it's good for the Cowboys. That was basically his bottom line. So we'll see that. Steven then asked about the Zeke contract in particular, and Steven Jones said that, um, gosh, I'm going to paraphrase real quick, but he basically said... uh, but there is no no progress? You said suddenly?
1: we have no update. Doesn't seem like they want to talk right now. That was it, yeah. Which it doesn't seem like they want to talk and, right now. Again, we don't know what's going on, so this, that could be like some kind of like move, you know, in the three D chess game that is contract negotiation with the Jones family, but it's not a good sign that there's not ongoing discussions.
0: No, no, that isn't. Um couple things. We don't know when Zach Martin's going to be back. I think at this point they think a couple of weeks, but there's at this time no, no real worries about week one. That's what we heard about other people, so I don't want to say that yet. But as of right now, nobody's hitting the panic button on Martin's availability. I'll, for I'll week say this: one. Uh,
1: so, so Byron Jones had you know hip surgery, and he is kind of confirmed out until week one at least. He was on the sideline today, and he was dancing, jumping around. Who led d- Byron Jones? Oh, sorry. Led the led the huddle in their little like pregame. Bounce, yell, ritual. Um, so, Jumpman looks like he's gonna be all right. Like he did not appear hobbled in any way. He's a tank. He's out there yeah, moving, dancing. A fine. So, my hope is that between contracts and rehabilitation, the entire team is ready to go when we play New York on September 10th.
0: Yes, I don't think anybody is worried about anyone's availability for Week One at this time. Even Sean Lee was asked about his injury. Um, I know, shocking. Sean Lee is injured. Um but he he said that it's not as bad as other injuries he's dealt with in his past but there's no timetable right now. So you probably won't see much of Sean Lee in the preseason is what I take from that Andy. Yeah. But even when he gets out there I mean it'll be interesting to see how they use him because I think he's third on that pecking order now.
1: Yeah. Um I think just having him there for advice and when they s- say how good of a football wisdom, brain he is. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Sean Lee Kind of does the killing more thing and steps immediately from a player role into some kind of positional or et cetera coaching role in the front office. So, so yeah, Ben, that's kind of all I had from that mediocre experience.
0: I want one thing, I guess, Jerry. Uh, I'm scrolling through and you know, they're doing kind of the uh, some of the interview stuff is coming out as we're recording the pod, the uh, post game scrimmage interview, and Jerry. <laughs> I don't know why, Andy, I don't know this is posturing for, for the Zeke camp. But Jerry was asked, not asked, he brought this up. He said, I hope you noticed Alfred Morris. Morris got up in there, and our running back coach was talking about Alfred when he was here two years ago, three years ago, when he would spell Zeke. And he said just the other day, Alfred has the ability to run with our coach blocking style and the philosophy we have with our running game. He is the best feel of any back I've ever seen. So he sees some of the soft spots. You saw some of that today. I can come fuck on
1: Jerry, like (laughs) dog. I mean, I okay. First of all, we all know that Jerry Jones would like the apocalypse could be happening outside and be like, listen. First of all. If asteroids are falling from the sky and destroying a lot of houses, that means the houses that are left, property values are going through the roof. People are going to need houses. All right, this is a great thing for those of you who still have homes. So this dude could fucking sell anything. And two, give me a fucking break, dude. Zeke Elliott is way better than fucking Alfred Morris. he's running Jerry. with
0: the twos right now. By yeah, the way, he's not
1: even the starter. We didn't Jerry. even
0: bring him up today because he had a couple runs, but it wasn't. We didn't, literally didn't bring him up. We talked about Mike Weber, Tony Pollard, Gary's and Chuck. Jackson. Yeah, and Darius Jackson. I didn't even mention Alfred. Jordan Chun has been more impressive than Alfred Morris. I mean, Alfred was fine. He just did – he's not fast, so he, he hits a hole and he gets what's there for a he couple He can yards. like kind
1: of like weave and vision his way for like three extra yards. He's, he's good. I like Alfred and Mor- Morris, and he's president of the Nice Guy Club. But, <sighs> Jerry, come, come now. You said Zeke was watching though, right?
0: Yeah, so Zeke did tweet uh, the Dallas Cowboys official – Twitter account was putting out uh, some of the videos, live streaming the game, and they put out the the nice run by Mike Weber. If you want to go check that out, and Zeke just retweeted it with the uh, the emoji of the emoji bone smoke out his nose, just like a <laughs> like, just a nice see you. So Zeke Zeke's, Zeke's watching. He's he's paying attention. All right. Well, I do want to say though, Dak had a uh, a good quote. We talked about. I do love Jack, just how good Jack he is Jack's with media handling training the media. Is amazing. They asked him about when does it get. To the point with uh, you, because Dax said he'd been talking with Ezekiel Elliott, and they were keeping contact, and Zeke's staying in great shape, and they asked him, when does it become, you know, when do you need to ask Zeke to get out here? You understand what he's doing, but you ask him to get out here. And Dax's answer was, look, friendship is friendship, and business is business, and you don't cross those lines. Such a great answer. He is burst
1: from Jerry Jones's womb, <laughs> I am convinced. The man is...
0: Well, Jerry Mack get tongue tied, but yeah. Mac brown Brown in there it is.
1: ability to weave a narrative. Excellent. So we fly back to Texas tomorrow, Ben, um, but we will be back with the pod next week post the first preseason game. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here from Oxnard?
0: Yeah, just a couple little things. I want to shout out to an uh, uh, older gentleman I met named Sylvester today who saw the first ever Dallas Cowboys he game. He's a good guy. Yeah, he was. He saw the first ever Dallas Cowboys game in 1960 or uh, 1960, sorry. And we talked a uh, talked a lot of good history. had a Had a beer or two with the gentleman. So thank you, Sylvester, for uh, making an enjoyable enjoyable day at the camp for me. Shout out Hopefully to listening. Uh, on that note. Shout out to
1: Christian, a very nice lift driver who took us to camp today. Super cool dude. Said he'd listen to the podcast. Always love gaining a new listener. He's a Redskins fan. fan. We'll we'll forgive that. You're a super nice guy. We really appreciate it. Um, And then, you know what? Shout out to the whole staff of Pirates here in Oxnard. Um, If you're ever in Oxnard, California, and you're hoping to eat a mediocre set of chicken strips or maybe catch a sugar-free concert, concert, the oft-forgotten rapper from the 1990s, for the low, low price of $30, check out Pirates. Grog and
0: beer, grub. Grog, grog and, and grub. grub. Thank you, Ryan. Yes. Uh, shockingly, we did not see any staff, team, or beat writers there. We were so. pretty convinced that that's where Jason found Scott Lenahan. But but upon <laughs> investigation, it it looked like it may be a local spot. But if we come back to Oxnard, I know the BWBB tribe will be there with us next, next year Saturday. when we're back here
1: for camp post Super Bowl championship better believe we're going to be back in Oxnard for camp, munching down on some grub and grog at Pirates. (laughs) So as always, I'm Andy Gutelli, Benjamin T. Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys Training Camp 2019. See you in Texas,
0: folks. Take it easy. The final sign-off. Peace!